Hello, and welcome to Simplify the Money Game. I am Rod Hausman. On this podcast, you will develop skills and strategies to be successful in your financial journey. Together, we will be covering topics such as financial planning and strategies, budgeting, maybe you need help with budgeting, different investments, understanding your 401k, which is so confusing, retirement plans for individuals and small businesses, children's investment accounts and college plans, tax refunds, debt strategies, insurance programs such as life, auto, home insurance, and a lot of financial concepts we will go over. We will be together every other Thursday at 5 p.m. Let us have some fun as we take this journey to win the money game. I'm excited to talk to you, so let's get started. RLG, which is ready, let's go. Welcome to Simplify the Money Game. This is Rod Hausman. Happy September 2021. I hope everybody's enjoying the start of a fall season. It's unbelievably beautiful here in Delaware, gang. So on today's episode, number eight, we're September is Life Insurance Awareness Month. Uh, and this, this year has been a, a trying year for a lot of people. And life insurance is so important. So I'm going to go through a series of questions with you. And as you listen to us, I really want you to dive deep into your thinking. Because life insurance really isn't a topic you're going to bring up probably ever until you sit down with me. Uh, and most, Or until you know something happens in your family or you know someone that's passed away. Then you're going to start discussing it. But I want you to bring up, I'm going to bring up some series of questions today on our podcast. So we're going to have some fun with it. We're going to learn something. In the middle, you're going to get a money tip minute. You know, So we're starting our money tip minutes in our podcast. So uh, you know, I'm going to give you some uh, you know, different money tips, uh, probably not even related with the, the subject of our podcast. Uh, so we're going to have some fun. So if you're ready, RLG, ready, let's go. Um, before I start on life insurance, gang, I did a poll on my Facebook group, uh, Simplified and Money Game. So, you know, if you're not on that, please, uh, you know, look me up on my Facebook. Make sure you choose me, Roderick Hausman. And uh, the Simplified and Money Game is our Facebook group. I do weekly uh, tips in there also. But I did a neat little poll. What's your favorite, what's your favorite pie in the fall? All right. Favorite pie in the fall. Not all times, but in the fall. And I had people I put on there to poll uh, pumpkin pie, apple pie, sweet potato pie or other. And, you know, just FYI, sweet, sweet potato pie one, sweet potato pie one. So you know, I love sweet potato. My favorite is pumpkin. Uh, a lot of people still use apple. Other people want a cherry. Um, but you know, if you like sweet potato pie, I'm with you too, because I enjoy sweet potato pie. So let's, let's talk about life insurance. So it's September, 2021, we're still in this pandemic. Um, you know, we probably had people pass, gosh, in, in the last week and a half, I've had, you know, three deaths, in a, you know, in a circle with me and, you know, it's crazy. Everybody when, you know, even in the financial field, I deal with life insurance a lot. I, 
I hand out checks to beneficiaries a lot, and it always comes in threes. I lost a, a longtime friend of mine, a buddy of mine, uh, you know, who I hunted and fished with and was at the beach with. He was in his 60s, unfortunately passed away of cancer. And then another buddy of mine uh, I hunted and fished with, <laughs> um, unfortunately lost, you know, very strong individual, very healthy individual, you know, got hit by COVID. Uh, and passed away. And then a buddy of mine's uh, a child who had some challenges uh, medically as a young kid, you know, passed away. And it always happens in threes. So, so the first question, what is the purpose of life insurance? You know, what, what is your answer to that question? What is the purpose of life insurance? And I get a lot of different answers, you know, cover the burial, which is fine. Uh, every answer is really correct, but in my case, and the amount of you know, the thousands of people I've seen through the years, life insurance in most cases is what we call income replacement. So think about it. You have a cell phone, you have a car, you have a home. You know, a lot of people, that, you know, you have car insurance. Why do you carry car insurance? God forbid you got in an accident, you want to replace a car. Why do you, you know, why do you cover you know, they carry homeowner's insurance. You know, if, if something to happened to your home, you want to replace your house. A lot of people get cell phone insurance now. You know, if they drop the phone, you know, flip it, drop it, kick it, whatever, they want to replace their phone. Renter's insurance is another thing. In most cases, gang, life insurance is income replacement. So if I'm if you're married right now, or if you're a single parent, and I ask, and let's deal with married, uh, if you turned, if I asked you, you know, and you both work, do you depend on your spouse's income? And most people will respond, yeah, I, rep I depend on that, Rod. How much of it, their income do you depend on? 50% or 100%? And everybody says 100%. And then I would ask the question, God forbid, if God recruited that person, how much of their income do you want to replace? 50 or 100%? A lot of people say 100%, all right? So it's income replacement. Uh, if you're a single parent, then the question is, who's going to take care of their kids? I have a lot of, a lot of clients that say, well, I'll, you know, my parents will step in. Well, we all know the kids cost money. You know, unless the parents have extra money coming in, you need something to replace that money, that money tree. Think about it. If you had a toaster in your house, and every two weeks it spit out $2,000. Would you insure that toaster? Yep. Would you get a maintenance plan on that toaster? Yes, I would, Rod. And would you set aside money to pay for the maintenance plan? Yes, I would. And if things got tight and you had to pay your cable bill or that maintenance plan, what would you pay? And the answer is the maintenance plan. Well, gang, that's life insurance is to replace your income. Now, there's some variations of well, how much or how long should I replace my income? Well, that depends on your situation. And that's why I got to meet with people. I look at that situation because I've seen it all, gang. I have, uh, you know, I've been around long enough. I've seen a lot, not all. You know, let me rephrase that. I've seen a lot. And I've never had a case where I've, you know, I visited family and delivered that death claim check. They said, Rod, well, this is way too much. Uh, but you got to determine that. All right. 
what is it? Maybe a set of kids are 20, 18 or 21. And how much of that income do you want to replace? All right. Number two question I'm going to ask you, if you died today, how soon would your income stop? How soon would the income stop? And we know it immediately, immediately. You know, the next question I'm going to ask you, and which of your family's bills would stop? And in most cases, they all wouldn't. So what exactly would happen to your family if you died today and your income stopped, but none of your bills stopped? These are, these are the questions you need to go back and listen to and answer. Next question. If you were to die today, would you want your family to live better, the same, or worse? I've never had somebody say worse. Never had somebody say it worse. So let me ask you this question. Would you say it's unimportant, important, or very important to properly protect your family in the event of an untimely death? And I think everybody would say it's very important to properly protect their family. You know it's very important to protect that family. So let me pause here. We're going to give you a money tip minute. All right, and I'm going to have some fun with these as the podcast go by, but write this money tip down. So did you know that if you're under the age of 50, you can invest $6,000 a year, up to $6,000 a year into a Roth IRA. And if you're over age 50, you can invest an additional thousand, so $7,000 a year of earned income, if you have earned income. Huh. Or, you know, you can have a uh, Roth IRA for a spouse. If one spouse works, the other one doesn't work. They can, the one that works can open up a spousal IRA for the one that doesn't work up to either $6,000 or $7,000. And the key to a Roth, it's what it's invested in. Remember, Roth IRA is not an investment. It's a tax code. So you want to make sure you're in a growth portfolio, preferably growth mutual fund portfolio. Uh, with that, I can show you how to set that up. But one of the strategies about a Roth IRA is when you go to withdraw the money after 59 and a half, you pay zero taxes, zero on that growth. So the longer you have to add money to that, the better it's going to be. And I believe totally Every individual should have a Roth IRA. Why? Well, one of the philosophies I have is we got to pay taxes. Well, you don't have to, but if you get caught, you'll go to jail. But I'd rather pay taxes when I'm earning money, not when I'm withdrawing money. So that's the power of a Roth IRA because none of us know our tax rate, you know, 20 years from now. Yeah, it could be lower, but it could be higher. And if we have money in a Roth, that's zero taxes. So that's your money tip minute. Let's go back to, to the life insurance side. So let, this, let me you know, ask you this question. Is protecting your family important enough to you that you would be willing to set aside some money each month to take care of this? Life insurance shouldn't be a bill, guys. It should be a requirement, a requirement, just like putting money away for your financial independence number that we talked about in the last podcast, all right? So a lot of people say, well, great, how much life insurance do you need? Well, there's two ways to go about it. 
a lot of times the easiest I could ask you and the quickest is eight to 10 times your salary. So if you're making 50 grand, you should have between four and $500,000 of life insurance. And frankly, it should be outside of work. And I'll get into that in a second. The other way I teach people how to determine it is an acronym called DIME, you know, like nickel and dime. So DIME, D-I-M-E. So, you know, I would ask you certain questions like, you know, the D is debt. What, what debt do we need paid off? All right. What debt do we need handled? Um, I'll come back to the I, but the M is mortgage. Do you want the mortgage paid off? God forbid you pass away or enough money coming in to pay the mortgage, you know, E is for final expenses and children's education, all right? Uh, and then I is income replacement. So if the mortgage, the debt, and the education is handled, how much income do we realistically need? And that's how we, we determine life insurance. Now, gang, don't determine life insurance by what you can afford, all right? Figure out what your needs are and then figure it with, I could sit with you and go through a budget, figure out a program that fits within that budget to cover those needs. You know, the second question is you need life insurance outside of work. I can't, uh, is, you know, most people and frankly, the last year and a half, have figured this out because a lot of group policies, right, don't always pay out. You know, there's a lot of stipulations in there. I was sharing with a client uh, through the state of Maryland that they have to be actively working for that group policy to pay it out, meaning they can't be on disability, they can't be on sick leave. So what if you got COVID really bad and you were put on or terminal or cancer or something like that, you're put on long-term disability from work, In most cases that group policy isn't gonna be paid. And how would you like to figure that out God forbid a loved one passed away and you go to file the claim for the group policy and they say, well, sorry, you know, that person was not actively working. Um, a lot of uh, companies will try and sell you accidental death and dismemberment, you know, AKA AD and D, which, I mean, there's a lot of stipulations in that. I found one through a major retail company in the area here in Delaware that said, they would only pay this if they died during work. <laughs> I found one through another company that said they would only pay the accidental death and dismemberment if they died during public transportation. Yeah. So AD&D, you know, the old adage, what grandma always say or grandpa always say, you get what you pay for. It's so cheap and you get all this amount. It, it's really not life insurance, gang. Uh, you got to die a certain way, right? Uh, another question I get is, do you need life insurance if you're single? Well, who's going to bury you? Life insurance purchases, guys, uh, is based on two things, your age and your health. The younger you are, the healthier you are, the less it's going to be. There you go. So, you know, do I recommend a lot of life insurance for a 22-year-old single person? No, but... You know, the question is, you know, burials aren't cheap. You know, they could be 5,000, they could be 20,000. Get enough to get you buried, you know, and start an investment outside of insurance, you know. And a couple of things, what type should you own? You know, well, there's two basic types. There's term insurance and there's uh, called a cash value insurance. That's insurance with a savings program, like whole life, uh, universal life, index universal life. I never recommend 
any type of cash value insurance. Never. And gang, if you have that type of policy, please reach out to me so I can educate you. You might say, well, I know how it works, but I guarantee you don't. You know, in most cases, because if you did understood any of them, I'd be glad to sit down with you and read the policies with you and show you exactly how they work. And once you understand how they work, there's no way you would own them. No way. The strategy you need for life insurance is really a term insurance policy and invest separately outside of in life insurance so you can control it. Remember, life insurance was never built for long term. You shouldn't have life insurance until you're in your 80s or 90s. You shouldn't. You should have enough money saved, you know, like my father has. Uh, he's, we got enough and we did with my mom. So, you know, by the time they got in their, you know, 70s, late 70s, we dropped their policies. We didn't need them. Why keep paying on them? All right. They didn't, you know, we didn't have to use them. Yeah. You know, the money's gone away, just like your car insurance gang. You put into it. You don't get an accident in 20 years. So all those 20 years, you know, you put into it and you think, oh, I lost money. No, if you had an accident, it would have handled it. But, you know, when my parents were in their 70s, we dropped our policies. We didn't need them. You know, they saved and invested enough that we put enough money aside. God forbid that would happen. So I hope that in September is life insurance awareness. You know, I'd love to sit down with you and go through things with you. You can reach me on simplifythemoneygame at gmail.com. You can go to my website, uh, rodhausman.com. That's R-O-D-H-A-U-S-M-A-N-N.com. I got some you know, great videos on there, you know, educational financial tip videos. You know, one's a perfect 15-minute watch that. It'll help you understand that. You know. Or you, know, you can you know, shoot me a schedule appointment with me or send me a message. You know, I'd be glad to do that. You know, again, thanks for listening. Simplify the money game. Love for you to share this out to others. And I hope this helps you enjoy your September, you know, and we'll talk to you in another two weeks.